Take your Benadryl, take your melatonin, take whatever makes you drowsy, get your hot cup of milk, bundle up in bed with a nice book, turn off that lamp. If you have a little kitty, bundle up with it, of course. Go off to dreamland, get some rest, because today on Through the Lens for Weagle's 52nd birthday bash, that is right, since 1971, Weagle 91.1 FM has been on the air to please you listeners at home. And Through the Lens on there, Alex, what episode is this? I believe it is episode 78, Davis. Episode 78 of Through the Lens for Weagle's 52nd birthday. We will be delving into the land of dreams, the land of sleep, the land of rapid eye movement. Going to be talking about some dreams. But before we get to the dreams, we're going to be incepting some news. Of course, we're talking about Inception. I certainly hope people were able to figure it out, Davis, without that very on the <laughs> well, nose. I was planting it in their... Ah, yes. You get it? Because yes. they were dreaming I'm planting it. I can't just say it, because yeah. then if I say right. it, they're like, someone planted that in my... Exactly. Exactly. They, they they came up with the idea on their own. What'd you think of that? That was pretty good, Davis. Yes. That, was, that, was, that was very, very, very nice. I don't, as I'm looking at our at our array over here, I don't know if anything will ever top the space intro, of course, because that one is... You can play it. No, no, no. We can't. This guy's, guy's got like you know sounds and stuff. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's allowed. I feel like I feel like the sound of uh, NASA taking off. Is well, I'm not going to waste one minute of our 52nd birthday live episode on waste. He doesn't like it. Very <laughs> it's unrelated. Much, <laughs> yeah, okay, Davis. Why don't I just go pull up Space? an entire original recording? Actually, of the- wait. I can relate it right now. You ready? Some say we're going to redo the intro. Some say space is the final frontier, but I would say it's ourselves. When we're sleeping, there's a whole land unexplored. Descartes, Rene Descartes said, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this could be our second straight uh, Weagle Day episode featuring random time and rewind. As yes! Of course, if you remember the time yes! slippage uh, <laughs> segments from last uh, year, which I believe somebody told us that we ran that joke into the ground. I said we then ran into the ground and buried it a little further because- We had fun. It was, I mean, we, me, me, you, and Grayson had a grand old time. Oh, absolutely. And then Grayson never ruined the episode, trivia question. I take it. No. I mean- <clears throat> It was funny, man. We had- no, we were, we were in the year 1971, so we dressed up like it was the 70s. If you ever seen that photo of us, no. Oh, no, I left my glasses. I brought the glasses from last from last year. My glasses. Yeah, the ones you gave me. I kind of want those back. You gave I'm, them I'm, to I'm, me. I'm, 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 I don't want them. <laughs> no, but throughout the episode, we were like, we like kept talking about things that happened in 1971. They're going like, oh, well, um, actually, and then like pretending we were in the future, and then going back to the past, back and forth. We went, and that was of course when Grayson very infamously botched the trivia question, which now <laughs> yeah, Grayson, Grayson of course asks us why you can't answer the trivia question because we asked about that film based on a vampire, and he goes, Nosferatu. <laughs> I sure we kept going like, oh, I can't wait to play with the slinky if that's been invented yet. <laughs> it that was, was, we had fun. It was, it, one of our best listening episodes. What time episodes. was that at? Uh, it was at the, I think we were in the leadoff spot uh, okay. that time. Yeah, cool. Yeah, well, hey, everyone, welcome to Weagle Day. Of course, Weagle 91.1 is 52 years old. That's older than a lot of y'all's parents. Or maybe the same age. Younger or maybe this is how old you are. Younger than my parents. Or maybe it's younger than, than you mine. are. I think it's just about the same as mine. Wait. Come on now. When you're older, then my... Really? I hope my mom's not listening. I just ousted her age. <laughs> oh, <laughs> She's 30 years older than me. Oh, yeah, but, but my parents are old as heck, so it's, they're definitely older than Weagle. But, they're know. pretty oh. decrepit. Okay. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. If Kim is listening, which she might be, she will be very, very, very I was, upset about that. I was... Um, I can't think of a way to redeem that. It was a joke. It was a very nice joke. Y'all look great for 70. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, sorry, though, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, uh, sorry. For real, a lot of excitement to be had. Welcome, everybody, to Weagle's 52nd birthday 
celebration. Extravaganza. Soon to be followed by a birthday bash next week. It's going to be a concert. This is, of course, oh, yeah. our 24 straight hours of live program. It's kind of a throwback to how radio used to be because now with our beautiful, sometimes crashing, sometimes sort of not working automation system, we don't have to be in the station 24 hours to ensure that we are providing 24 hours of content throughout the Auburn Opelika Megaplex and wherever you have the We Go Listen Live tab. However... We're still going to be pretending like we're up those 24 hours, even though we will actually be up 24 hours instead this time around, yes. like they had to do in the old days. Because, you know, in the old days, they would just sign off and it'd be dead air for 10 hours or whatever. But now, of course, with automation system, there's no need to do live shows 24 hours, but we're doing it just for fun. TV stations don't have the, never had that issue. Exactly. You wouldn't get it. And, and since, since um, Eagle Eye is not, re- is not recognized as an actual no. TV station anyways. How old are y'all? Eagle Eye? 30. 30. <laughs> Kids. That's pretty old. But again, happy Weagle Day, everybody. Yeah, happy Weagle yeah. Day. I was trying to find that. I, I, I couldn't find it. <laughs> so do, the other, do the other clap. To the two right, down one. Two right, down. Wait. Two, two right, right, down, down one. one. Yep. Oh, I like that one better. That one's actually pretty <laughs> that's good. From Air, that's from the Air Conjury. See, so this, this, the, the original applause is what we Weagle think our audience actually sounds like. But in reality, it's like four or five people. So, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty funny. But again, um, welcome everyone to Weagle Day. As as we said, we're doing Inception. We're really excited about this episode. One of Christopher Nolan's was it all-time gonna classics. Be? It was originally going to be For Your Eyes Only, a James Bond 1981 film. Yes. We were going to jump back to the 80s, which I was really excited for. For some I was just, What would you do? It would have been like... 80s lingo is hilarious. <laughs> And I have, some. I have 80s I have an 80s costume that I definitely could have oh, yeah. worn. Uh, I, remember when I You I, wore my clothes for it, in fact. No. I no. You wore something. You were like, can you have some 80s clothes I could wear? No, for, for Caroline's birthday party? Oh, I wore I, your I, clothes. Yeah. I still have that shirt. Exactly. That's a good shirt. Exactly, because I had a white snake t-shirt and a denim jacket and a fake cigarette that the roller rink thought was real. And I was like, please. There's some photos of Alex and I smoking that face. It was in Wait, fact. What, fake. what shirt did you get for me? It was that like like purple and green one that you got from the thrift store and I never returned. I still have it actually. I have to see. You have to take me a picture of that shirt because I did not remember what shirt you're talking about. You just got it at the thrift store. You're like, you need it. I was like, yeah. And I anyway, just- this episode is going off the rails already. Why don't we get right into it so we can <laughs> jump through all the news and trivia before our first PSA break and then get right into Inception right afterwards. So first of all, trivia from last week. You can answer this one, Braden. You can. Ooh, ooh. You oh, can. you can answer this. I what can. 1965 musical about an Austrian no, family still gets Damn. people singing years later? Sound of music. That's correct. No, it's Damn. Shut up. <laughs> Unbelievable, Davis. As of 2013, how many Planet of the Apes movies are there or oh, were there? Oh, 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 oh. 15. No. 20. It's lower, actually. 13. 10. It currently is 10. Woo! But, it's going to be 11. You're wrong. It was going to be 11. The number was 8. What? Because. <laughs> It is as of 2013, and there were two additional films that came out in 2014. Why would you say yeah, why would we as use that of metric? Because the cards said that. The cards don't lie. And they uh, spell disaster I think for they you at Sacrifice. do lie. <laughs> That's such a bad trivia. Imagine Jeopardy. It's like, um, how many how many presents have have there, how many presents have there been as of 1947? Like <laughs> quite what? a few actually. Um, look, man, I don't make the rules. I just follow the bo- look as they the say bo- in Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah. the heart of the cards. But anyway, how about this? What? I pull a card two and we answer two. it live right now. Yeah, go ahead. Um, what does Skyfall refer to in the James Bond movie Skyfall? Since you just mentioned James Bond. I actually don't remember. I've seen the movie like one time. Isn't it like isn't it like a some sort of like protocol of some kind? His family estate. Oh. In interview with a vampire. Since we're talking about Nosferatu. Oh, there you go. And I saw um, Renfield lately. That oh, was it good. Yeah, we'll get to that at the end. Um, what gift does Lestat give Claudia every year? A doll. That's right. Yes. There you go. Who co-wrote, directed, and starred in 2003's Head of State? Bernie, Bernie Mac, Chris Rock, or Dylan Baker? 
Chris Rock. That's all that matters. Oh, okay. What? You Bernie didn't know that You read off the question. Anyway. I didn't, um, I, didn't realize, I, didn't, I didn't realize it was like giving you options. I didn't want it to do that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, why don't we go ahead and get right into our news of the day. We've got quite a bit to discuss. A major strike that could be going into effect very soon, depending on certain circumstances. Some updates for Davis's favorite video game series, and not his favorite show, but one of those up there. I liked it. Martin Scorsese's film, Close the Flower Moon, has an update, as well as two new trailers. One that's okay, one that's not so okay. And people that love YA novels everywhere are going to be really excited about this next announcement. That is all the teases you have, and now let's get right into it. So the first and foremost news. According to Deadline, showrunner Craig Mazin says that the plan for The Last of Us is to do it for not just one more season, saying, quote, we should be around for a while. The, per- the perception was at least two seasons to split up part two because it is a much longer mm-hmm. game. I think they could easily go three seasons no. based on game time for the- I mean, yeah, but... Is I think it's going to get a Game of Thrones thing because once they get out of Last of Us already written story and they're thinking about changing a major, major plot point of the second game, which would completely change the plot of Dave's the game. not going to spoil that. I'm not going to spoil okay. it. Yeah. If you know it, I'm sure you can understand what I'm referring to. But also, once they get done with the second game, they'd have to write their own story because part three is being actively worked on. Neil Druckmann's already written a script for it, but it's not... I don't think it's going to come out anytime soon. Maybe four years, I'd guess. All right then. Well, they, so they they'd probably be, end up doing the Game of Thrones thing where they're they were ahead of the writer. Right. Well, I mean, wait. So you said Druckmann and them are working on another another game? You said Druck, yes. Druckmann's already said he's written a script for Part Three, which would probably be the last one. They also have one called Factions that's coming out right now, which is going to be like a a multiplayer in the because the first one had a multiplayer that was really good. It's called Factions. It's going to be called Last of Us something. Uh, but yeah, they're making a part three. I'm sure it'll probably still focus on Ellie and I would assume so. Yeah. And Abby, I'm sure. Well, I mean, it comes in the second game. Interesting, but I mean, at least what I know, it seems like that character kind of got sunsetted at the end of no. the second game. But not really. I guess, certainly but a lot to. They want The Craig Mays is talking about changing the biggest plot point of the second game, which I have major issue with because that's literally the driving factor of the entire game. We heard it here first, everybody. Last of Us, of course, the TV show was a worldwide success and hit. Its viewership grew seemingly every episode. I don't know how it went throughout the whole season, but a lot of positivity around there. Of course, you know, homophobes still don't like the show, but suck it up. Anyway, why don't we Oh, they're going to hate the second season. Ah, uh, yes, uh, yes, <laughs> of course, of course. Martin Scorsese's next film, Killers of the Flower Moon, will be the legendary director's second longest film, only behind The Irishman. It'll be three hours and 26 minutes. I'll watch it. Who cares? Seems yeah. cool. Also, the first trailer for White Men Can't Jump, starring Jack Harlow and Cinqua Wells, has been released. The film will hit Hulu on May 19th. Davis, you watched this trailer a bit earlier. I did. Uh, Jack Harlow certainly is charismatic, but the big thing I care about it is one of my favorite hip-hop artists, Vince Staples, who's also in Abbott Elementary, if Braden would like to speak to that at all, uh, is in it. And he's he's actually a pretty good actor, I think. He's really funny. Braden? No, he did a really good job. And what was he doing in Abbott? Well, he was like, he's kind of like the triangle, like the third love interest or whatever, but he was pretty silly. Yeah. Like he worked for UPS. And he was like, one time, he's like at the company Christmas party, like, I woke up the next day in a box on someone's front porch. (laughs) (laughs) Vince Staples is really funny. I I have his tweets turned on because he's hilarious on Twitter. Well, you heard of your first guys. Vince Staples pretty funny. I don't know. I mean, 
White Man Can't Jump, I mean, I haven't seen the first one, so I don't have like an attachment to that, and I can pretend that I have an attachment to it, but you know. Yeah, I don't really uh, care. Eh, I mean. I don't, let, should we get to the next, some more news before we have to go to break? Oh, no, we're absolutely, Davis, go on. We have to go at 13. On, wait, we do? Yeah. Okay, interesting. Well, you heard it here first, apparently. No, heard um, it here first. He said it like three times. In, <laughs> another, in another deadline report, Will Ferrell is set to star in a comedy golf series. The series, which will be executive produced by Ryan Johnson, will reportedly revolve around what? a pro golfer <laughs> who becomes the face of a controversial new league competing with the PGA, which this sounds... Like, like a Phil Mickelson show, and if there's just a show mocking him and all of his stupidity, I That'd will be like the Matt be Damon watching. golf movie, Bagger Vance. <laughs> is Happy Gilmore? You making that up? No, it's real. It's I'm not the Legend of Bagger Vance. I think I'm not convinced at all of that. But okay, why don't we keep on moving along here? Keep pushing. We can exactly. we can push it to 14. Exactly. As another show on Weagle says, we're going to be moving it right along. A new trailer for Fast 10 has been released. The Fast and Furious sequel will hit theaters on May 19th, the same day as White Man Can Jump. This trailer looks awful. It was even worse than the last one somehow because in this trailer, Jason Moa has a magic ball that he can remote control roll down a street, but it's also a nuclear bomb, so then he blows oh, up the Vatican. What? He's like, what? Oh, you guys want to blow up the Vatican? That's so I saw crazy. A, no way. <laughs> I saw a I hilarious tweet about this movie earlier. Uh, can you say it on the airwaves? Uh, yes. No, wait, 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 wait. Okay, come on. It has on. to do with, uh, can you read my, if I hold my hands up in numbers, can you handle that? Yes. Oh uh, no! Let's they let's, go, let's they steer. go back in time to no stop. no no let's steer, <laughs> let's steer away from that. Mark one. Wahlberg has mentioned something about stopping it himself. Oh, did he? If he was there, he could have done it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Okay, that's pretty funny. We're gonna steal the compact discourse bumps on this one yeah, because yeah, yeah. why the heck not? So you're listening to, to not. Well, compact that just discourse. sounds like compact discourse. You're listening to through <laughs> no, the lens right here do on. Do the comebacks for the go tos. It, it won't sound as much like compact discourse. Oh. No, it's fine. You're using this one. Okay. Oh, you, or you, just, you got me. Or just do you it. You got me. You got me. We. This is through the lens right here on Weagle ninety one point one FM and WeagleFM.com, celebrating Weagle's fifty second birthday with an episode on the film Inception. We're going through the news right now and more. We'll be back right after this. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Through the Lens on Weagle 91.1 FM, WeagleFM.com. This is Weagle's number one movie podcast going through Inception today. We're going through the news right now, but we've got to go deeper. Actually, Octavia Spencer started start her own movie podcast, so we're number two now. That's true. It's called, and with real talk behind us, we're going to be number three it's soon. It's called... <sighs> yeah, you lost it. <laughs> you, you know, you really had us there for a moment until I, I realized gonna, I was, he had nothing. I couldn't think of any, there's nothing that rhymes with Octavia. That's true. <laughs> movie related, at least. That's true. So, uh, yeah, no, there's nothing. According to The Hollywood Reporter, a new Jacket. Twilight series is in the early stage of development at Lion Gates Television. Sinead Daly with The Walking Dead, Raised by Wolves, and The Get Down is attached as a scriptwriter. It is undecided if it will be a full reboot or a spinoff of the 2010s film franchise. Blech. I the, think the movie franchise, Blech? No. No. <laughs> is it a Twilight one? Yes, it's Twilight. Yeah. So, Blech. I saw another funny tweet. That it said they have to get like to make it true they have to get someone to play Edward that is it seems like he acts actively wants to kill his agent. That and a lesbian. Oh yeah, yeah, that was the other one. Craziness. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, look, we, I mean, I, I guess I just don't. It came out like ten years ago. Speaking of agents, agents, do you have Jonathan Majors in there? No. He got dropped from both his PR and by his agent. Yeah, probably. Which would and well, by every movie except for the Marvel movies. Yeah. Wow, Kevin so, like, Feige's loyal. I think Yet. he's done. Yeah, no, I mean, at, at this point, the, it's it's definitely, it seems to be a very open and shut case as well, at least. But yeah. obviously, we don't want to get into that too much. because we just That is news that needed to be mentioned. Yeah, so, there you go. You and go. we're going to cut out this news about Godzilla, because who cares? According to Vulture, <laughs> Prime Video's newest feature is described as, quote, an AI-based approach that allows viewers to adjust the volume of spoken dialogue without changing the volume of background music or sound effects. 
which is pretty I crazy. Saw that. Is this because, AI? Yeah, the, oh. like AI based way to do that, which is pretty crazy because obviously one of the things I face with streaming service more than anything is that the audio is terrible. It's like bad. Hulu's audio is very inconsistent. HBO Max's audio is like different on my phone, laptop, and TV. I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's annoying. So. I mean, yeah, because we ran into that problem when we were watching the Fast and the Furious movies because the DVD oh stuff that we goodness. had, I mean, it was like, it sounded awful. We kind of, I mean, I was basically having to read the movie at that yeah. point. I could not hear, especially when Vin Diesel <laughs> well, this was on could, the screen. This could goes, completely yeah. change Christopher Nolan movies forever. That's true because he, of course, <laughs> notoriously got torn to pieces after Tenet came out and nobody could understand a single Tenet's word. It's so good, dialogue. but it's just like, I like it. <laughs> I love Tenet. It's awesome. You can complain, man. Not he only did. is it so confusing with the jargon, you can't even hear him. That's yeah, absolutely. Th- this, I, I would say, one could say Inception is probably one of his best balances in terms of sound design and actual dialogue, especially because there is so much that you have to hear to even comprehend what's happening on the on the screen. And let's get this last bit of news before we jump right into Inception. Huge news across the landscape of film. The Writers Guild of America has approved a new strike. There was a 97.5% vote in favor, which gives the union the power to call a strike once the current contract expires on May 1st. The last writer strike was in 20 or 2007 when the guild voted 90.3% in favor for one. From the Writers Guild of America, a statement, quote, These results set a new record for both participation and the percentage of support in a strike authorization vote. Armed with this demonstration of unity and resolve, we will continue to work at the negotiating table to achieve a fair control or fair contract for all writers. Now, of course, there is very likely a chance that they get a fair contract, but mm-hmm. with 97% in favor, it's very likely that if nothing has happened, they will go to a strike like they did in 2007, which at a time when the movie movie industry itself is just now getting back on its feet, mm-hmm. pretty serious um, situation going on right now. Not great because the last time that happened, the rise of reality TV occurred. Oh yeah, that's right. Because yes. I mean, that was that was around the time when the Kardashian show took its rise. It was, so, it was to power. easy because you didn't have to have you really didn't have to have writers at all. Just let these crazy people talk. Yeah, Below Deck, Below Deck Mediterranean. <laughs> crazy yeah, shows. I've never man. heard of those. You've never seen those. My dad watches both of them. My mom I've watches nev- those. That's oh, the first geez. time those words have ever been entered into my. Well, lexicon. you probably don't want to hear them. Is all I'm going to say because that that show is um crazy to say the least. But yeah, a lot of huge news there, and obviously, um. Not to not to not to take a stance on anything, but um, if the VFX group could unionize, that'd be pretty cool for you know yeah. the they sake should. of the I sake of workers of the soon. world because it is getting really crazy over there. But why don't we go ahead and get right into the main event of the evening, everybody? Inception. This film stars one of the better cast, honestly, in recent memory. So good. Leonardo DiCaprio, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I got background on all of them. We might get to a little later on in the show. Elliot Page, Tom Hardy, Ken Watanabe. Dilip Rouse, Killian Murphy, Tom Berenger, who just shows up. I forgot he was in this movie. I got so excited when he was there. Marion Cotillard, I think is how you say Cotillard. her name. Cotillard. Yeah. Cotillard. Pete Postlewaite, who is awesome in every movie he's ever been in. Michael Caine, Lucas Haas, Toluya, or Tallulah Riley. It's directed by Christopher Nolan, written by Christopher Nolan, produced by Nolan and his, his wife, Emma Thomas. Did his brother help? Uh, he usually no. helps. Uh, in terms of screenwriting and director credits, it is all him on this Interesting. one. And edited by Lee Smith, cinematography from Wally Fister. We're going to talk a little bit about him later. And, of course, music by the one, the only, Hans Zimmer. Mm. This is kind of the soundtrack that put him, I don't know, in an upper echelon from where he was. Obviously, he'd done a lot of great movies in the past, Pirates of the Caribbean, Gladiator, The Lion King. But people still talk about the, the soundtrack time from Inception because it's in like, it was in like hype videos for like 10 years after the fact. So good. People love it. 
It, it is awesome, admittedly. The whole score is, but that particular piece is like still on another level and it's remained there forever. Like if you watch any football highlight video on YouTube around this time period, like 2011, 2012, that, sound, that song was somehow, some way in there. I'm sure it was in the Tavon Austin hype video. You remember that one? Wait, yes, I believe it was. I don't was. think it was. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, con- I, I'm not convinced it wasn't. This film released in 2010, a July 8th premiere before a July 16th release in the U.S. and the U.K. It is two hours and 28 minutes long. It cost $160 million to make, but it was a huge box office success at $836.8 million. First and foremost, this movie's awesome. I love this movie so much. <laughs> it is so like, good. And I'm going to say this right now, and we might get into this specifically in the, in this, in the uh, third segment of this show. There's some plot holes, and we're certainly probably going to mm-hmm. get into those, I think, a little later on the show, because they mostly occur at the end mm-hmm. when everything that they built kind of comes crumbling down. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get into that. But even then, I was talking to Megan about it um, earlier today, and I was like, look here. Sure. There's this plot hole. There's that one. And no. I could be nitpicky, but this we, movie's awesome. You are going to get into them? Yeah. I, okay. I, 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 I can overlook it. I think, I think. Yeah, I also can. Specifically in that second segment when it's sort of north. Because I want to start talking at the beginning of this movie because there's so much done to mm-hmm. set everything up. Yeah. And it kind of falls apart at the end, which is what happens if you build a very complex plot line. Is it all going to hold up for this? Because if you really want to make a movie stick to that, it tends to not end how you like. So there's some, you know finagling there but there's also of course the great retort to any question about this is that just assume this world like this ability to go into dreams is just like magic mm-hmm. it's yeah. just very realistic magic but it is yeah. inherently magic we don't know the rules and then yeah we dreams think we do crazy. we think we do but yeah I love this movie it yeah, is really cool. the cast okay. is brilliant from top down everybody has their spot in it in their own way I think the creation of the character of Elliot Page to sort of be the viewer was yeah. a great way because that's one thing is a lot of people go oh it's exposition heavy but when you deliver all your exposition in a great way yeah, yeah. and it helps when Leonardo DiCaprio is the guy doing it by the way like it's, it's so not exa- good. you're not exactly picking bad actors to deliver your exposition at you and when you also have a character that plays that viewer role which Nolan has always done a really good job of putting that like fish out of water to make you the viewer identify with the character it allows the exposition to just sort of wash over you and be like well that's pretty cool mm-hmm. and I think it works that way. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we, we could certainly go into any number of things related to this movie, but I love it. It was a technical phenomenon when it came out then. It still looks brilliant 13 years later. I think based on just the practical effects of Nolan, this is probably the one that stands out to me. Yeah. Just, probably simply because of the rotating hallways, oh, the one that everybody so cool. thinks of. But that, that plane was pretty cool that he used in Tenet. Yeah, but, I mean, do you know the scale of the rotating hallway? Exactly? Yes. How, which is, so what's the scale then, Davis? Because I know what the scale is. I didn't know I was going to get quizzed <laughs> I'm just saying, it. I'm, oh I'm just saying, like, like, like what, what, are you, what, what are you thinking of it? Like, it's 100 feet long is what I'm saying. Like, they built a you constantly, a a constantly <laughs> shifting. I thought you wanted, like, the square footage. I was like, I, no. I had to do the math. I had to measure. I had to measure <laughs> but tape out. I watched a behind-the-scenes clip on that, and that rotating hallway it's, is, yeah. that thing is, the plane is really cool, yeah. and it is, and I, and I certainly give him that credit for but to me there's a certain level of creativity that comes up with the okay how do we make this happen Mm -hmm. forget cgi forget wires in a sense Mm -hmm. let and let's just do it and there's even like in that video they talk about how one it is 100 feet long this hallway that they built it's on these gigantic rings that are constantly spinning it and for those who think about that scene obviously at this point i've seen it so many times just on youtube on instagram everywhere it's iconic as it is when they get to the bedroom, they actually ran into an issue because the bedroom, the ceilings and floors were longer than the hallway. So when they would spin it at a regular time, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who did all of his stunts except one, 
in this movie and his um, counterpart in that in that scene who he's fighting with, they couldn't get to the other side of the wall for it to rotate. So Nolan and his VFX guys had to slow it down so that they could catch up and then cu- subsequently speed it up. So in the movie, you don't really notice it. But he's like, yeah, we had to slow it down so they could catch up and then keep going. Cameron's come in and informed us of a, a nice fun fact for us. It's a five-to-one scale. The actors had to shrink, actually. Hilarious, Cameron. You never, you never, you I'm never, just delivering it. I didn't make a joke. You never failed to make me laugh, Cameron, truly. I have a, maybe this is a stupid question. No, go ahead. Could the doors on the hallway open? Because what if it just opened and you fell through? Well, that's not really the matter here because it was so obviously inspired by 2001 A Space Odyssey yes. with their rotating sets that Stanley Kubrick pioneered. How many years ago? Six, 1968, which was three years before Weagle got started. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So that'd be, this is 2010. I can't do it. It would be 40 40 years. 42 years, Davis. 42 years ago. And and that's the thing is that he, he he cited that Kubrick style, but took it to a whole other level. You know, I mean, Kubrick's rotating sets were like to have a character running and like, you know, have a character like yes. change gravity. But this is on a different oh, no, totally. plane. Yeah. And it's just. And even the CGI that he uses, like when, when Ariadne, is her name? Yes. And uh, Leo are in the dream, or Cobb are in the dream, and like she like morphs it to like bend it to be like a Morbius strip kind of, where it's like coming back upon itself. Yeah. Obviously, you know, actually did that actually. But they just got Paris. They had to really had to call in a lot of favors there. But I think the CGI even looks really good. It's pretty minimal, like even when the stuff blows up when she's realizing that she's in a dream. Yeah. Exactly. That, actually, that, did they so that was up? practical. So I will certainly get into that. Why don't we go ahead and do a, head to a no, I knew it was practical. Part of it's practical, part of it's CG. We'll talk about that a bit when we go to this break. I want to say one more thing about that is even the scene when when Ariadne and Cobb walk up the wall, it is on a green screen, but they did just t- tie um, both actors to wires and have them walk up a green screen wall. So it is a little wonky looking, but even then, rather than just creating a wonky CGI shot, they put the actors on that plane to at least create that kind of effect, which is always really cool. And one of the reasons we love Nolan, man, hey, he grew a whole cornfield, man. Yeah. He grew a whole cornfield. He built the so. nuclear bomb. He did. He's going to blow up he's the planet up for the Oppenheimer, planet. man. Get to so, see it. It's so exciting. We'll talk about all that and more right here on Through the Lens, celebrating Weagle's 52nd birthday. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this. We are right back here on Weagle 91.1 FM, WeagleFM.com. This is Through the Lens. Davis and Braden are having a discussion on the sidelines about what? The Social Network. I said I would pick this movie oh, over the Social Network. JP's calling in? Oh, Lord. Well, JP is calling in. Why don't I go ahead and read off this fun fact while Davis talks to JP? So for that explosion that takes place at during the bistro scene. What's up? Um, I don't know how to work the phone again, but I... I mean, so just tell me what you want to say. Yeah, I was about to say sorry. Just the we like the the phone thing might cause a little conundrum. So we gotta set it all up. It's not it's not set up right now. Yeah, we we didn't anticipate getting a caller. Sorry to say. Did you say I was crazy? Lazy, he says. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he wants me to set it up. Oh, what okay. the? Okay, I guess we're setting it up, man. Don't we have to put our our mics and phones so we can hear us? Oh, Lord have mercy. Keep talking. Keep anyway, talking. Uh, so the explosion that takes place during the bistro scene, local authorities would not allow the use of real explosives. High-pressure nitrogen was used instead to create a series of explosions. And Fister, the cinematographer, used six high-speed cameras to capture the sequence from different angles and make sure they got the shot. The visual effects department enhanced the sequence, adding more destruction and flying debris. Oh, I just went to hold. Can you hear JP? Uh, JP, I can hear you. Can you I hear? Can, hear you. can you hear us, JP? Can you hear you? JP, can you hear us? Yeah, I hear you. All right, JP, you're on the air. Welcome to the show. JP, so glad to JP. have you here. 
Hey, man, I just wanted to say uh, happy birthday to Weagle. This is 50, 52 years this station has been traveling. Uh, just wanted to say I'm proud of y'all, man, for keeping up this show. Alex, your tongue is as sharp as ever. David, <laughs> as goofy as can be. Love and, you, man. Uh, what up, Brayden? Okay. Is that Eagle Eye Braden? Yes, yeah. that is Eagle Eye Station. It's actually a Braden. whole new entire Braden, <laughs> no. also an Eagle Eye. Yeah, they didn't even introduce me. They were just like, Braden's here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Hey, I knew who you were, so I just I wanted Keeping to say it. I'm proud of y'all, yeah. man, for real. Keep up the good work. I'll be tuned in until I fall asleep tonight. So happy birthday. He's going to be dreaming. Don't, you better be careful, man. Someone might incept you. Absolutely, JP. What? Thanks. Any any thoughts on Inception before you go? Man, I love that you brought up the... Uh, the hook whenever they did like the 90 degree plane change i think that was a really cool detail you threw in there that not a lot of people know about as well as the practical and cgi stuff so alex your attention to detail never fails to amaze (laughs) oh thank you jp you're too kind man all right i'll be tuned in so i hope am i gonna be on the radio (laughs) (laughs) hi mom (laughs) love you man Oh, he's gone. All right, JP. Oh, JP's again. now passed away. Can never talk to him again. Turn oh, off. Turn down Lord. the turn down the slider and stuff for it too. Yeah, I got you. Thanks again, JP, for stepping into the set here with us. And again, this has been through the lens right here on Weagle ninety one point one FM. We still got thirty minutes to go. So, like he said with those visual effects, though, Inception had nearly five hundred visual effects shot in comparison to Batman Begins in two thousand five, which had six hundred and twenty. And compare that to other films from the time period. The Hobbit had over 2,000 VFX shots, as well as the Avengers having over 2,000 along with it. And again, I think the fact that this film has such a ambitious direction, but still limits those VFX shots and tries to go as practical as possible is the right call because... All the all the sequences look amazing. the tr- The actual train is a train they just put on top of a truck and yeah. just drove through the middle of the street. Pretty cool. That's like Fast and Furious with the with the vault. That's yeah, they get sure. To the van too, right? What the van? Like uh, they're actually driving. Yeah, exactly. And even like the flip and everything. It's all. This is why Nolan is the. And this is the thing about Nolan is that a lot of people give him a lot of criticism for a lack of character connection because mm-hmm. it is it is very spectacle driven. But dang it, if he doesn't make the spectacles look really cool. He makes movies feel like an event oh, more oh. than any other guy. Didn't he say recently that this movie is the char- has the character-driven part? Because- Very good point. Why don't we go ahead and get into this? So Nolan had been working on this script for years. He had yeah. written it after Insomnia, and it was like an 80-page sort of horror film. But mm-hmm. then he turned it into a heist film. But he actually didn't want to settle with a heist film because he felt that heist films tend to have that kind of character disconnect, which is somewhat true. Not that's, always. That's I mean, that's why people love Oceans, because Oceans yeah. creates that fun ensemble cast. So once Nolan had been having it written, he finally sold it and got it approved in, like, 2009. And for years, he'd been trying to work with Leonardo DiCaprio and met him several times, was unable to recruit him for any films until Inception. DiCaprio finally agreed because he was, quote, intrigued by this concept, this dream heist notion, and how this character is going to unlock his dream world and ultimately affect his real life, end quote. He read the script and found it to be very well written, comprehensive, but you really had to have Chris in person to try to articulate some of the things that had been swirling around his head for the last eight years. DiCaprio and Nolan spent months talking about the screenplay. Nolan took a long time rewriting the script in order to make sure that the emotional journey of DiCaprio's character was the driving force of the movie. And then again, Warner Brothers purchased the spec script in 2009. And Brayden, I think it's a great point you make there because it is, in my opinion, the most emotional of Nolan's movies. Yeah. I think you could even compare it to, say, Prestige, for example, where Cobb is not... I wrote this down. He's not the best extractor trying to prove he's the best extractor. He's the best extractor, but it doesn't matter if he is. He just wants to get back to his family. I would yeah. say it's the most emotional behind 
Interstellar. Okay, yeah, that's okay, fair. Yeah. That's fair. Interstellar is just on another plane, to be oh, honest. In my in my mind, it, it almost feels like it's on what, another level. Are you an Interstellar hater, or are you like no? It? Okay, what? Someone I know recently was like, I don't like Interstellar. I was like, what? what? I got it. There you go. Oh my. Anyway, um, goodness, sorry. Man. We, we got to do a show here, Davis. I love um, all his movies. You could have done that at yeah. break. My. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, but Braden, anything that you want to expand upon in terms of that emotional journey? Um. Wow. Put me on the spot. Are you? I mean, the, I you, you I brought it up. I, I know. I brought it up. I know. I brought it up. Like, I, like again, how the fact that it really is just about him trying to get back to his family. Like, it's not yeah. about pulling off this great. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Do you think he got back to his family? I was gonna ask that. We'll we'll certainly talk about that. I wrote down a whole section on that. Yeah, well, yeah. Keep saying uh, that. Later, kid. <laughs> no, we only got one more second. All right, fine. Yes, we I, can. We can. I, I mean, like, so. if you if you want to bring it up later, you can. No, no, I think it's fine. With. Yeah, I think he did. I think because um, the kid started turning around. Exactly. So that could happen in the dream. And don't you hear the 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 thing fall in the credits? Right? Um, or am I dreaming? I, I don't believe that. Oh, dreaming it. Oh, oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That. Yes, Nolan went into Davis's brain and planted that. No, didn't I, he say after he was like, yeah. No, Michael Caine said that. So here oh. is what Nolan. You're Michael Caine. Can you do it? Uh, no, no. Yes, the pen. I can't do it. No, I can't do Michael Caine. He's, he's, he's my, Michael Caine. I can only oh, do that's like that's it. That's it. That I was can, good. I no, but yes, so, the, uh, the. I have a problem dropped. where I, I can only do celebrities' voices saying their name, and then I can't <laughs> say anything past it. Michael Caine. Like that's I all. I can, I can only say Michael Caine, but then I'm like Michael Caine in Inception. Like it just it just I evolves. Saw, a very interesting video. Uh, this is going to get us off the rails. Keep going. I'm okay. Sorry. So Michael Caine did say, Chris told Michael Caine, if he's in the movie, it's real. Because he did. He wasn't in the dreams. He just invented the dreams. However, oh. Nolan says it's deliberately ambiguous because that's what Nolan does. Mm-hmm. However, he says that that's not the point. That the point is that Cobb doesn't care about it anymore. Yeah. That he's focused on it, which is why this movie is so I know. good. Yeah. He's like, because, I'm not even going to look at it. Because it doesn't matter anymore because his children are in front of him and that is his primary primary goal his primary focus it is not on mall it is not on whether it is his dream or reality he can leave that world behind which you assume he does at that point of course although he can't dream anymore so it's like yeah. but still i love that ending i think it's it's good i mean it's I, I just wish i could have been in the theater in 2010 opening day watching this epic of a movie would you have done a backflip I would have done my interstellar yell. I would have done my. Just wait for the end of Oppenheimer where he like his button hovers over his finger like hovers over the the nuke. Button. Oh yeah, no, Oppenheimer's gonna end before the nukes go off, no doubt. No, it's not. It's not. It is so gonna have him talking before Congress or whatever he did. Remember that? No, but so I don't think it's gonna show us Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Oppenheimer it's show us everything too. Else. No. <laughs> okay, man. I man. Anyway. No um, way. Again, I really love the way this movie sets everything up. I love the opening sequence because it kind of doesn't reveal what's happening. You know, like you have to, yeah. it, it keeps you, you, you're in Sido's position. You're like, oh, I'm in a dream within a dream. Yeah. And oh, it it's sets, such a good review. happened to me one time. Oh, yeah. The, like the carpet or whatever. <laughs> Just going to say that. Yeah, that happened yeah, to me one time. Care to expand upon it? Davis? I think it's pretty clear. I, I had a dream and I woke up and then in the dream I was still That dreaming. happened to me one time too. Yeah. And that's never, I don't think that's ever happened to me that I can remember. I like hallucinated my parents like talking to me. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty crazy. No, it I, was. I was in the same dream. I was dream hopping. Yeah, we were there. Yeah. Okay, I once woke up from a dream. My mom was just standing in my doorway, and I was like, what is this? But she <laughs> says that happened, and that was real. I was like, um, what? The, the other night, you're going to love this one. The other night, I had a dream or whatever, and in the dream, I was told to go get something. And immediately, I woke up. I started walking to my kitchen like to go get it, and I was like halfway there. I was like, wait a second. Wait a minute. This isn't real. <laughs> or this is real. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. oh my goodness. This isn't know. real. You need your spinning top, Davis. It's um, yesterday. I can't let y'all see it. Oh, that's no, you I can't let us touch it. it. We can see we can it. We just see can't it. touch it. Okay, I'm gonna get it out. Oh, oh, he's got it there. Oh, he's got it. Oh. What's he got? Oh, he's going deep in the pockets. It's my keys. Your bro, keys? 
the most unspecific thing because they're always going to have more keys. They're always going to be adding Someone keys to the key. Someone could copy that and mess with you. Yeah, yeah. what? Yeah. get it. This guy, this guy clearly didn't pay attention. Is this thing right here that y'all, the listeners can't see that's on my keys? Oh. It's a special top that spins, and if it falls, it blows up. So. Oh, no. It, so when it falls, then Christopher Nolan's nuclear bomb is inside it and just, you know, goes kablooey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, man. Is it I, kablooey? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it we, goes kapowy. <laughs> so I saw a clip from uh, the old Batman TV series. Where it was like the punch. And it was like, bam. Yeah. It was so funny, man. Wham. I wish, I wish this movie had that. Come on, man. No, I'm kidding. Um, they should have that with Automatopoeia in more movies. I agree. It'd be hilarious. Um, I'm just trying to think of all the other notes I had on this movie. I mean, I love it. Also, I think... Obviously, the main piece that is at the end when they leave the airport is like the musical piece that everyone mm. talks about. Mm. But the whole score is really good. There's a lot of very understated pieces that are, you know, not very foghorn, like, but you know, it's still pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I think I think people don't really notice that because again, time is such a masterpiece. What are where, your Dunkirk opinions? As in, as in, like musically or film? Just in general. Uh, uh. it was it was like it. I think I it was like, was oh, this is a standard movie, so we have to just mess with the timeline. And I was like, okay, I don't really like that. I also thought it jumped around so much you literally could not get attached to anybody, which is why I like this movie because it's on yeah. everybody and everybody has. Also, this movie is very funny, by the way. The yeah. one when yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt shoot with a machine gun and Tom Hardy's like, you just have to be more imaginative, darling. And then he just pulls out the grenade launcher. Oh. That made me chuckle. Also, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like, mm, kiss me. And I was like, is this, is this loud? <laughs> it was worth a shot. Would, 20, would 2023 allow this? It worked. It worked. I it did know. not work. It would have worked on me. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Joseph Gordon- it, they still got attacked in the dream. That's true, they did. That that whole sequence was so good, by the way, and I loved um also just criminally underrated actor, I think. Um Ken Watsonabi is so, so good. Yeah. Nolan wrote the role with him in mind. I think it's so good. I think the way his character is portrayed in the opening, how he is he's not stupid, you know, he's not some rich billionaire that just like, oh, I couldn't figure it out. Like he is toying with Cobb and with Arthur the whole time. That's nice. I also love later how he shows how ruthless he is. You know, this is it's kind of a weird almost like dystopian era world where like two corporations are just gonna start killing each other so they can you know and like even like how he this happened to Walt Disney if you know you didn't know oh, I don't, no, worry. Okay. don't worry about uh, it okay okay you're not the, you don't need to know I'm this. not I'm not in the know apparently and even more so how he like tries to say that it's all about like energy do- complete energy dominance we cannot compete we must break up this monopoly which is you know really it's because he wants to become the next monopoly but you know. Mm-hmm. Any other things before we go to this break on Inception? Mm-hmm. I know we all just watched it recently. It was on Netflix, two hours and twenty eight minutes, but it feels like a good two hours and twenty eight no, minutes. No, yeah, it's really so quick. Goes on. Like, I, I was watching it, and then like I was like forty minutes had gone by, and I was like, oh wow, I'll exactly. Here in 10 minutes. I also do want to shout out uh, Marianne Cotillard, yeah, because oh. she is in such, even. I mean, obviously she has a bigger role in the final like action sequence and whatnot, but her min- minimal parts in each section of this movie are so oh, good the hotel room scene. the hotel thing is crazy. crazy megan was watching with me she was doing homework but she even like eyes went up to the screen and she was like this is this is crazy uh, incredible stuff but you're listening to through lens right here on weagle 91.1 fm celebrating weagle's 52nd birthday by going through christopher nolan's all-time classic inception we'll be back right after this Hello again, everyone. This is Inception. Or no, this is Through the Lens on Weagle 91.1 wow. FM at going through Inception. Inception. Time to get into those plot holes, ladies and gentlemen. I hate to do it to him. I hate to do it to him because I do love this movie and I love Christopher Nolan so much. But we can just ignore him. No, we can't. 
Um, <laughs> this film has a couple issues. One, it relates to Limbo a bit, but uh, when we were watching, we were watching. I was like, "Oh, look, it's like Limbo. You can build whatever you want." And Megan just goes, "This is like Minecraft." In the in the most <laughs> hilarious voice ever. And I was like, "Megan, you could have done that podcast." She's like, "No, I can never do that." I was like, "Okay." So I had I had to pass the joke along. It like is Minecraft. like Minecraft. Yeah. yeah, man. But she said it as a joke. She she wanted to clarify that she said it as a, I'm supposed to preface that it was a joke. Well, she's is there, right. Is there any other way to take it? I don't understand. <laughs> anyway, it actually literally is, is like Minecraft. Minecraft. Yeah. Yeah. So in that in that um in that shot, you see Leonardo DiCaprio punch a tree and it's like also by the way just before we get into the plot holes um i love 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 how throughout the movie every time we go to mall and Cobb in limbo they're themselves like it's played by marion cotillard and um leonardo DiCaprio. and then at the very end as mall is dying in the dream i don't know He's like, no, we did grow old together, and it shows them yes. twice as old people. I, I, I did a backflip out of my couch. Oh, when they're like, we were together for fifty. Years. And you see the hands. And you're like, oh. oh my gosh, it was it was incredible. Like that. That's when I was like, Nolan, you dog, you absolute. I mean, that because that that's that's what he clearly wanted to make with this movie, and I think he accomplished it. You notice muddled under some issues that I've got. So obviously, <laughs> let's go through the basis that we know about the dreams and whatnot. So first and foremost, we see in the opening sequence that. In on the second level of the dream, Cobb gets slapped in the first level of the dream, and then he feels it in the second level of the dream. You see the water and everything else. Okay, so on and so forth. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Whatever. So then we get to the um, the actual heist, the whole deal with going into um, Killian Murphy's mind. Which, by the way, that whole thing with his dad and everything is so so good. Tom Berenger's really really good in this movie, by the way. Very underrated yeah. performance. I mean, considering who he's around and Killian Murphy and everybody yeah. else. Of course, Killian Murphy famously tried out to be um, Bruce Wayne in the Christopher mm-hmm. Nolan Batman trilogy. And instead, Christopher Nolan decided to put him in every other movie he's ever made since. So, mm-hmm. pretty cool, pretty cool. Um, so, anyway, so obviously, you've got them going from the first dream to the second dream. And we note the first dream is the driver's um, dream. And then the second dream is obviously with the case of George Joseph Gordon-Levitt's dream. So, there's when the van is flipping and they lose the gravity for a time, right? And... You see that happen. And then later on, the issue is how on earth do they feel the van flipping in the f- second dream, but their bodies moving around in the second dream is not felt in the third dream? That I don't They were strapped in? No, but they weren't. Uh, it, it, that's, all, like, that's, that's all I had. It, 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 that's it, all I got. The, ol- the only, Megan and I were talking about the only explanation that time moves so differently down there, right? Because the van flipping yeah. for 20 seconds on the first level is Oh, yeah, minutes. no, it does. But it says a third delay. They, don't, they third. don't feel it at all in the third. Are we supposed to assume that there's such a delay that they never but feel the, the that But the third flip? level's 10 years, they no, said. No, I thought they said, yeah, it was 10 years, right? So, like, maybe yes. the time there is, like, so minuscule. I guess that, like, like what what is the... Seconds before the flip is not felt, yeah. I guess. But then, how do you seek what's up with the kick at the end? Let's just not think about it. Okay, look, man, I'm I'm trying I'm trying my best here. No, he knew what he was doing. Yeah, Nolan knew what he was doing. It's just time. it's just fun. It's fun. Yeah, it's a fun movie. Good time. Uh, they're dreaming. Um, I've had some crazy dreams. I got incepted one time. Yeah. Yep. Also, wait, I have one more. If <laughs> no, he's I, got if another. I have a couple Gosh, more. He's got another. Um, I've got about with Limbo for a moment. I don't really understand how they just get out of it. Just like, just as they can. Maybe they're like, just like, I don't feel like being here anymore. He just says, remember, <laughs> remember who you are. But also, I don't know how they get out of the first dream because remember, we're told that it's a week, it's um, it's six months, and it's ten years. But there's never any kick out of the first dream, so they just wait around there for a week? That's probably not that bad. I mean, yeah, but is that what they did? 
Don't think about it. I don't know. But also, again, it all makes more because when they get off the plane and they're all looking at each other as they leave and the music is blasting, it's amazing. It's kind of like cool the time awesome. thing in Interstellar where like the time doesn't actually sync up ama- that well, but like, yeah, it's yeah. cool. Okay. Like when they're on the when they're on the planet, it's like it's been oh, yeah. twenty years. Like, yeah, but it no, doesn't make any yeah. sense. That, yeah, exactly. Right. Okay, You've that been makes here sense. for an hour. Yeah, because right, because they said, um, yeah, because it does like randomly go by. Okay, that's fair. Look again, these are things where I don't care because the movie's awesome and the the entire sequence is incredible. Yeah. The whole thing where he where he reconciles with his father in the dream and it's like, it's so good. Yeah. And the reveal that he he knows Inception is possible because he did it himself to yes. his wife. That's crazy. It didn't work. How do you know Inception will work? Because I did it before. Boom. Oh, so, so good. I love this movie. It really is. It wasn't my top four on Letterboxd. It, I mean, it, it, might, it might be back on my top yeah. four. I'm not going to lie. What, why, let, let, why don't we go read off Braden's top? Yes, yeah, right. I'm reading off Braden's top four <laughs> before she goodness. even offers it's it. Blowing up the spot. <laughs> blowing up the spot. Yeah, exactly. Who cares? It just man? got replaced with something. You'll see. I'm, I'm trying Renfield? To find. <laughs> what? All right, Braden's top four are Easy A, mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back, Marvel's The Avengers. <laughs> oh, oh, nope, nope. Oh, All right, you're in timeout for that one. Because if you listened, if you listened to our MCU Phase One episode, I did, you would have you. heard how stupid that movie was. Don't care. She likes it. And this is is it like a movie? Pitch. <laughs> what? Whoa! It, it, was Inse- it was Inception, and then we were talking about Pitch Perfect, and I was like, you know what? No, it's Pitch Perfect. Why would you do you that? Know, you know, Brayden, this is like... No, I'm not going to make that joke, but anyway, um, just tell just tell the people that are viewing your account you have no taste. Just go ahead. <sighs> go ahead and tell them, yeah. Go oh, ahead and tell them. No. The stab in the heart. No. Oh my gosh, stop being so dramatic. Anyway, this Says film it. won four Academy Awards, Best Cinematography, Best Sound Editing, Best Sound Mixing, and Best Visual Effects. It lost Best Picture... Original screenplay, art direction, and best original score, mm-hmm. which was lost to the the Social Network. Which I disagree best... with, which we were just talking about. I think the Social Network score, it's different, though. It's very inventive. But best picture? Oh, best picture? Yeah. King's, the King's Speech. I've never seen Ugh. it. But Boo. I've not seen the King's Boo. Speech. I don't, Social I don't... Network should have won. No, Inception. No. Uh, best original uh, screenplay. Turn off her mic. Best original screenplay <laughs> also was I'm going to incept speech. you. Maybe like social networks better also, than Also, best art direction was no. Alice in Wonderland. Oh, what? Which, Inception, give Inception it to him, man. Like. Just give it to him. Who cares? Also, poor Inception. All four nominations at the Golden Globes were won by the social network. Man, it's, t- it's a tough year, man. No one should drop that in 2011. However, now people are talking about how there's a big conundrum this summer because obviously Oppenheimer and Barbie are going one-on-one. But what people don't know is a week before that, Mission Impossible comes out. Mm. So mm. the box office is going to be going crazy. Alex, what are you seeing first, Barbie or Oppenheimer? Um, obviously, I'm seeing Oppenheimer, so Barbie can cleanse. He's going to split. Yes. I agree. His, he's going to split his bean into two concurrent, like one evil, one good. <laughs> he's going to go watch them concurrently. <laughs> split my bean. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. I was gentlemen. so confused for a second because well, you dropped the G at the end, and I was like, "What bean?" Let's go ahead yes. and give Inception uh, a rating. I'm going to give it a 9.5 out of 10. I give it a nine. 9.72. Oh, sweet Lord. <laughs> anyway, as for the trivia, because we got to wrap up the show real quick. What was the top grossing movie of the year 1971? That is the year Weagle was created. Actually, it was Dog Day Afternoon. <laughs> it was. You told me not to say. So well, I mean, I don't think say. you know it unless you do know it. Did you Google it? No. No. Okay, well, in that case, you don't know it. But anyway, that's the trivia question Dirty for Harry. For next week. Dirty Harry is close, but oh, no. wow, yeah. That is the trivia question for next week. You go ahead and answer that one. And what have you been watching lately, guys, before we wrap the show? Someone's been uh, making me watch so many movies. Uh huh. Yeah, I wonder who that is. 
You. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Riff Man don't know how to riff because he's reading his computer again. What are you doing, man? You can't oh, talk to him when he's on the. He's writing a paper again. Lord have mercy. Couldn't I, even spend one hour for Eagles. I've been watching RuPaul's birthday. Drag Race. Oh, uh, yeah, shocking, shocking. Present all. and past seasons. Truly, I watched Renfield. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? It was okay. It was genuinely felt like um, a very creative idea was given to the most boring people on the planet. Mm-hmm. Because then they're like, Aquafina in a police corruption storyline is what we need in this movie, not more oh, Nick you Cage. Told me that. That's we cool. need more Nick Cage. We need more Nick Cage. We need more, more Nick Cage. Any final thoughts before we wrap up no. the first hour of it's Weagles 24 Hour Live Stream? Uh, Great movie. Stick around. Keep that dial to Week 91.1 for the 52nd B-Day Bash. Exactly. And if you need some sports break br- to break up the evening, Weagle is doing the Rex Softball Championships on Weagle's YouTube channel. But thanks to everyone for listening to – or sorry, thanks to everyone for tuning in to the first hour of Weagle Day in the 78th episode of Through the Lens. i got to play this music real quick. And there we go. Turning off your mics. And we hope you enjoyed our review of Christopher Nolan's sci-fi blockbuster, Inception. If you want to hear more movie discussions or let us know what you think of Inception, you can reach out to our Instagram directly at Through the Lens Weagle. That is Through the Lens W-E-G-L. Our full episode from tonight and all episodes of our show can be found wherever you get your podcast by searching up Through the Lens and looking for the camera logo in the Red Theater. We'll be back next week for our sing-along episode on the Pitch Perfect franchise. For special guest and Eagle Eye TV station manager Brayden Haynes, I'm Alex Houston alongside my co-host Davis Carroll saying so long. Happy birthday, Weagle. Happy birthday to all. And we will see you all next week.